Welcome to the Trevor Tyson Show. Today, we've got two ex-lifeguards that have a bone to pick with the world. Put if, a life jacket on. Yes, if you are a young kid and you go to the pool or your parents put a life jacket on your kid, What? not everybody can swim. I just no. don't get what the holdup is. Well, let's let's even go back from that. Like, yeah, I can't swim. Can't, I wear a life jacket all the time. Right, right. We I taught swim lessons for, I think, four years on multiple different levels. I think you still are teaching swim mm -hmm. lessons. Is that right? Yep. And it doesn't really matter if you can swim or if you can't. You're going to get tired. And all these parents that think that your kid's like a level three and you go to a pool. And what if they get tired? That's all there is to it. Right. The, the hard thing about the pool is it's a it's a one oops. And there's a lot of things in life where like you're, you're learning how to cut with a knife. And, oh, I cut myself. One oops is not a big deal. One oops in a pool is like death. Out of all the saves that I had, mm -hmm. do you know what the most frequent one was? Uh, I Let's put this out there. We were doing lifeguarding before uh, Instagram was a thing. So it'd, it'd be a different answer today, I think. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, mom on the Instagram right. now. Yeah, right, unfortunately. Tell me, what, what, what was your save? Literally like a foot behind the mom's back with whether they were all her kids or not, normally multiple kids at the pool with this woman, uh, guys too, but most of the time it was mom there at the, the pool deck during the day. Mm -hmm. And it would be about a foot behind the mother. She had turned around and some other kid was having an issue. So this kid freaks out because he can't quite touch anymore. Cause he moved just a little too far right. in the deep end. Can't reach mom. Can't reach, reach floor panic. Right. That's all it is. It's panic. It's not that the kid couldn't swim 10 times out of, 10 times to the side. But when he freaks out, game over. Yeah, Sucks in water, you, body locks up. I was gonna say your brain, your brain goes into full on like you're 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 a lizard now. You're you're not a human. You can't remember that you know how to swim. You can't do anything like that. You're just I have to stay alive. And it's funny, like you learn all that stuff in, in lifeguarding to show like this is what eyeballs look like. This is this is how they swim, and you're like, uh, every one of them. And then yeah. Every single person I saw drown looked exactly like that. Yeah, literally, it's the exact same look. The zombie paralyzed. Oh, my gosh. And then all of a sudden, the swimming movements turn into a convulsion of just why, why thrashing you, up and down. Yeah, like why somehow. are you doing that? Stop. That's not that's not worse. That's worse. You're you're doing worse things. Yeah, right. So in this in this scenario, had they had a life jacket, are you making that save? No. Absolutely not, because the kid would have never freaked out because they would have been relaxed. Right. Okay. When when do you take a life jacket off a kid? What would be a standard thought for you, yourself, and your kids? Yeah. What's so we, your... When we take our kids to the lake, uh, our rule is you have to be able to swim from one side of the dock to the other side of the dock without having any issue to take your life jacket off to play around the thing. We're still there. We're right next to it. Everything like that is still in place. But... We're all sitting in life jackets. Like I've got a life jacket under my butt half the time sitting right. around in there because it stinks to tread water for seven hours. Sure, you get tired after a while. You got to float. I and, mean, and we are at the lake in the water for like seven hours. So yeah. for our kids, it's very normal. They see us wear life jackets all day. And then they, whenever they want to do a thing like diving off the side or, or do a full swim, they do. And they can as long as they can swim from A to B without wearing a life jacket and do the full thing without, you know, panicking. Do you change any of those rules when it comes to a pool setting? Because I feel like a lot of people get the confidence in a pool as if it's not freaking water. Right. Um, yeah. So in the pool, we still pick a distance. Most of the time it's from one end of the pool to the other and they swim all the way over there. And then from that point on, they can stay in the shallow end where they can touch without a life jacket on all day long. 
And then if they go to the other side, then they have to be aware. Otherwise, throw on a life jacket. I, I use the life jacket constantly. I don't really understand why it's got such a bad rap. And, uh, you know, people may th- be listening to this thinking, well, uh, who said that anybody's got a, a bad rap about that? I mean to tell you, everywhere I go, after you're a lifeguard, you know this, other lifeguards will be able to relate. After you're a lifeguard, you go to a pool deck, you scan the whole thing just like you do when you used Constantly. to work. You can't stop. You mm-hmm. just, you're in the water, you check the bottom, you move through the whole thing from left to right. You're looking at the pool deck, that kid's running. You almost say it out loud right. half the time. It's, it's literally the worst habit to ever have. But you just, all those things, it's so ingrained in your body following the scan lines. And even just last year, last summer, I saved a, a little girl out of our neighborhood pool. Literally, 40 kids around, parents on the sidelines. I don't know if they just weren't watching her or what, but it always happens. They get just a little too close to the deep end. Mm-hmm. Just that six inches. They basically could hop and down, up and yeah. down off the bottom, but don't. They right. freak out. And then this little girl was basically drowning. I jumped in and grabbed her and took her to the side of the pool. And her parents were like, what happened? Kids bawling, obviously, right. just standard she procedure. She's she full freaked panic. out. She thought she was going down. No one would save her because everyone thought she could swim. Right. And my point is, is I'm telling you, I see it every single day of people just not putting a life jacket on their kid and their standard is too low or they let the pressures of, well, Kelly's friends don't have it on, so it's right. okay. Well, Kelly should still wear that life jacket. Well, let's start, let's start going that direction. I don't know though. who Kelly is, by the way. Poor Kelly, though. Kind of made her up. I should get there. So what things, let's say you're trying to, not the life jacket removal is the goal, but you're trying to get your kid better at swimming. What's like the first thing you start doing? We'll say it like infancy. Well, I mean, the young kids, you're just trying to get them comfortable in it to not freak out. Okay. That was, that's the biggest goal in that level is to build confidence and understanding that the water is not the end of the world. And you, you definitely don't want a life jacket on to do that. You can't learn that in a life jacket. Well, to be honest, the, the trouble with young kids is if you put a life jacket on them, you know, as well as I do that, as long as the option is, there is no option to take it off. Right. Well, then there's less arguing. There's less to talk about. It's not, uh, well, this time can I? No. And then we argue about it. If it's you're in the water, you wear a life jacket. jacket. That's all there is to it. Ours was even, I remember growing up, and and so we did the same thing with our kids. If you're on the dock, you're wearing a life jacket. Sure. Well, you could fall in. You're around the water, life jacket goes on. And the pool deck was always a weird one for us with with our kids. But generally, if we were on a pool deck and they were going to get in and out of the water, life jackets. Unfortunately, it would be way easier if they wouldn't look at like that duck in the water and have to just sprint over to it. And <laughs> I mean, if we're out of the water, can we just be out of the water? Take your life jacket off. But it never works that they way. They can't. Yeah, they can't. They they will see something. They will throw something. They will drop something. Something will, the water will siren call to them. Like they're going to find their way back into that water. Yeah. Put the life jacket on. So my line at which I would allow my kids to take their jacket off. I think that underwater bobbing thing mm-hmm. from everything that I've seen at this younger age in a normal setting, not a lifeguard setting, the underwater bobbing to me has to be with the swimming from side to side. That's kind of why I asked you the difference in the pool and the lake, because mm-hmm. in a pool setting, I think that's like the hot zone, right? Where that slopes down oh, seems yeah. to be where all the little kids Flirt with the line because, of course, their parents said not to go there. So they're going to go there. I mean, a little bit. I'm going to go a little touch, bit there. I can touch. I can touch. And then all of a sudden, some waves smack them in the face. They get a little pushed a little farther. Now you're in the hot zone. So if you can't do the underwater bobbing mm-hmm. and then, of course, swim some kind of a distance like that, I don't know that I'm letting my kid 
take their life jacket off until that point, or maybe just like 18 or 30, something like that when they could have boyfriends. Like, yeah. Or really, like they're getting married or something. Yeah. Like something like way down the road, possibly 50 even. I'm not sure. Just, but then at that point they're wanting to wear the life jacket anyway, cause they're cracking open, you know, a beverage of choice. Well, and... they probably won't do that. I, oh, no? I don't think, yeah, I don't think the they're girls gonna, aren't going to get into that. They won't have boyfriends. I'm pretty sure they might even live at home. It's, but uh, they're going to get into yeah. a covenant, the, a nunnery, as they say. Uh, well, I don't, you know, we still got to go out and have some fun, but just like, you know, around dad. Responsible you know, fun with dad. Yeah, don't leave dad behind. <laughs> <laughs> don't leave dad behind. Come on. All right. So you're, you've got, you've got your kids. Uh, the yeah. first, what's the first thing you were doing when you got them into the water? And, and maybe even, you, did you have swim lessons? I have not taken my girls to swim lessons. And I probably won't, to be okay. honest. I taught them forever. I know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, you know, I just take pride in teaching my kids the stuff that I know that you could hire out. And I guess I'll have to cross that bridge with, I'm sure some kids don't really care what their parents have to say. And maybe they're already to that stage. So, you know, if there comes a point where I feel as though you're not really respecting the things or don't think I know what I'm talking about, there's a lot of merit to getting someone else to tell your kids something yeah. because they will actually listen to that person. And you're like, Oh, sit on the weird that's so that's that's exactly what we did so for the most part the really really young stuff we would just play with them in the water have a life jacket on play with them in the water not have that fear of like oh you got splashed in the face everything the world is melting like no you just get splashed in the face wipe it off we keep playing all that stuff was easy but as soon as we started getting into strokes and trying to teach like form and, and technique critiquing comes in right and getting critiqued by your parent is one you just don't believe them uh, but the second thing I was noticing was it was starting to strain the relationship between me and my kid. Like, right. I was constantly critiquing and he was constantly being critiqued. So then it's not me and my dad having fun in the pool. It's I'm getting coached constantly around the pool. Sure. And, and I don't actually have a problem with swim lessons. I'm not really suggesting that. Mm-hmm. The, the, what the public service announcement was literally just put a freaking life jacket on your right. kids, would you? Yeah. Yeah. So that said, we started putting our kids into the, the lessons because they – Actually, Sawyer wanted to be a good swimmer. Like he, he kind of liked that sport, so he's gotten into it and done a lot more. But we're still doing the life jacket. Like every time we go, we're going to go to the lake this this summer. We are going to have a life jacket on because I get tired, and we're not playing around the pool for like, you know, fifteen minutes, and we're not hanging out at the lake for like a half an hour. Right. We're there all day. Right. So let's take it from like a swim lesson standpoint. If you're a, let's take you back. Your kids are a little bit younger. Um, we'll just do it all from your perspective. What okay. was kind of the first pieces of it to kind of help you make your kid calmer in the water? What What yeah. were some tactics you used? The very first thing I think you, that a kid needs to understand is when their face gets wet, the world doesn't end. And so you, it's really easy to do that kind of stuff. Did you transition that piece with like bubbles and things? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, so we'd sit down really easy if you've got a pool step, but just as easy if you got a life jacket on them. And you just blow bubbles. Blow bubbles with the chin, blow bubbles with the nose, blow bubbles with your whole face underwater. All those things just give a comfort with water getting in your face. Yeah, it's kind of fun too. You're blowing bubbles. The kids kind of relax a little bit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're doing it because it's funny. Look, I can blow bubbles. And right. it helps that whole easing Wa- of the movement. Water in the airway is the thing that starts panic. So if you can get your kids really early on not panicking because they have water around their airway, you're, you're going to be in a much better place, one, to learn how to swim. But secondly, when they have that panic mode, to not fully lose their mind. Don't because, breathe in. You know, right. you, you can wait a second to right. take a breath of air. And most people have that mammalian reflex, but the mammalian reflex that makes you hold your breath also 
dumps adrenaline and also puts all these things that say it's lifesave mode. But if you can keep that off for just a second to remember to bob or just float on my back or do any of those things, that's where you want to be at. So you do that by training them that water in the face is not bad. So did you target like the bobbing concept before they could kind of swim Mm -hmm. or so you had them in a super shallow area where they can stand up and then they're bobbing and doing those types of things before they can do any type of swimming. Yep. The, the really early stuff I think is just water in face off hydro familiarization. Like it is, it's just like, what does it feel like to have the water move? What does it feel like to glide? What does it feel like to float on my back without doing anything else? What does it feel like to blow bubbles while I jump up and down off the ground? Like, all of those things let you be aware of how the water moves and you just up your comfort, I think. So you, to be specific, because I would have thought that the way that I'm doing things is learn how to float on your back with a life jacket on, kick your feet with a life jacket on. We haven't really got into bobbing too awful much just because the whole dunking of the head thing isn't something she's insanely comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, I know how it's taught as far as the swim lessons go and in sessions and things, but I found it to be a pretty natural progression is almost swimming with a life jacket on moving back and forth into like bubbles 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 can you jump off the bottom and Mm -hmm. i haven't got to the deep water bob yet stuff but i'd imagine that probably this summer she seems to be getting a lot more comfortable with it and another thing that i like swimming is fun and so anytime you can tie in fun it gets even easier to learn so when my boys were having issues with like water in their face and they go through like a phase of like i just don't like water up my nose we just start jumping in Now we're doing cannonballs. Now we're doing splash contests. Now we're doing all those things. Water gets in your face every single time you jump in. And all of a sudden now I'm quite comfortable with water in my face. So find a way to make it fun. And it's always, it's always going to be easier to teach. What about them goggles? I don't mind them. (laughs) A lot of people really like, you remember mom, mom was really big on like, no, don't train them with goggles on. Cause then if they get water in their eyes, they'll freak out. I don't know how true that is. I do. I do. There think, are a lot of kids that like have to have goggles on. And they don't get in the water. Too sure. Well. Sure. Yeah. So my boys, it was all, I don't even mind if they hold their nose and they jump in. And the reason for that is there's, if water goes up your nose and you don't like it, hold your nose. Like, I don't care. But if you find something that you want to do instead, well, then you'll stop holding your nose. I want to dive in. Well, you, you can't really dive in holding your nose. So if you want to dive in, I'll teach you how to dive in, but we're going to have to not hold our nose. So for me, it's always let the desire for whatever I'm trying to accomplish drive whatever thing it is I'm trying to get rid of. Yeah. You, well, you want them to be confident in the water. You don't want them to freak out in those types of things. So what age do you think would be the best age to kind of start doing those types of things? Or is there, are you overthinking it? For the average person, do you think that they would benefit from just like leaving their life jacket on? Some people aren't very good at moving in their life jacket. So, uh, you know, Unfortunately, you need to spend a little bit of time in a life jacket yep. swimming and understand how to move with it on, right? Well, I've met a lot of people that the reason that their kids were in swim lessons at all is because um, they were afraid of water or they had a near drowning experience or something like that. And they wanted to make sure that their kids were always safe, which is a great place to start. Wearing a life jacket also helps accomplish those things. But I think it's a really good idea to get your kids trained. So if you are good at you know teaching swim lessons, you're probably good enough to teach your kids. But if you're not and don't know someone that is, Take them to a place. WSI, uh, Red Cross has... YMCM, I think they offer those kind of things too, don't they? All those sorts of things. It's a great opportunity, one, to just get your kid in the water because they like swimming. But secondly, get them those life skills that will end up being there all their life. And And parents should probably... Some of these parents should probably take some swim lessons themselves. They would enjoy the water way more. It's actually fun to swim. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is. Once you get into the adulthood, and that's why doing this for your kids really early is good. 
because you you develop the respect but not the fear. And when you get to be an adult and you're doing it, you can see that there's a lot of fear involved and you're having to overcome fear to learn how to swim. Right. Doing it with a kid so they can respect this is dangerous, but you don't have to be afraid of it. That's a that's a big hurdle that you've removed. Yeah, the old dog new tricks thing is not it's a it's a real thing. I mean Have you ever have you ever tried to train an adult? I have. Uh one of my friends. He can't swim at all. Not at all. Not at all. And literally freaks out with water in his face just like a toddler. So do you are you using the same techniques you use for kids? Uh it's kind of a little bit different because you don't have to coax them into things. You you can kind of like You're not you tricking know, them into Hey, it. relax, you know, it can hit you in the face and relax. It's fine. You don't have to white knuckle that rope. You're not gonna die. You are in fact floating. But for in that situation, you know, you should wear a life jacket. You shouldn't be floating on this square like me, like a ninja, where I can just take waves and bob back and forth and be completely fine. Right. You should put a life jacket on because one that can't go away from you. Right, me. right. Don't fall off that bad boy because you're gonna freak out. You know. Right. Um, but that's, I think a lot of that stuff though. I think people could really actually go a long ways if you age and you're terrified of water. You should probably take swim lessons. It's gonna be weird sitting next to Jimmy Kelly. And Ricky well, on the sidelines at level two. Private <laughs> lessons. You can do private lessons. You I know. Have, you I just had this visual though, like sitting on the side. Uh, <laughs> do we get gummy bears after this? <laughs> Looking over at like Skylar down there, like I can float on my back. Oh, okay. you ever the, seen the jump in? <laughs> massive yeah, wave. Have you ever awesome. seen the uh, Kramer? Is an old Seinfeld episode where Kramer takes karate. Uh-uh. Oh, he's just owning children left and like. throwing him up picks him up like no no remorse no he's not holding anything back right that that's that would be a great example yeah perfect yeah belly flop season so i will say though as far as like i'm I'm starting to question this with my second uh boy he is in like level four wsi and all that is is like he's starting to do butterfly and i'm watching his coordination I i don't think he can do it yet and I and there are probably a lot of parents out there that are like, no, my kid learned butterfly really early and he's really good at it. And he might have been. But I'm watching it going, maybe we don't keep him in swim lessons for a little while now. Let him practice the things he has learned until he gets a little bit more body awareness, a little bit more coordination. And not stronger. Just, I mean, that's a heck of a stroke. It is a heck of a stroke. And just the idea of like, there's like three major parts of it and you have to do them all at the same time. That's a lot to coordinate. Well, and for is he's having to do that stroke predominantly. Like that's what the level is. That's what we're supposed to achieve. So that's what he's majority, you know, is that what he's always doing now? This one's like an introduction one. So he, I think to pass level four, they have to do it for like 10 yards. So there are days when they'll go in there and that's, the, that's the whole stroke they're working on. And he is gassed at the end of those days. But I mean, yeah, he's not doing the crawl. He's not doing his leg kicks. He's just learning that. Yeah. It might be a waste of time. Yeah. So in, in those situations, like I do think at this point, we'll probably just pull him out for a little while let him do some other things uh maybe i'll just go to a pool with him while his brother does his swim conditioning and then as he gets older and stronger we go back in and learn the next level Uh, sure that's the hard part i think that a lot of people have and definitely the hard part we had was like well don't you just run them from level one all the way up to level seven Unless they're not strong enough to do the stroke and they're good enough to get through the other phases. Right. It, but it feels so failure Like, my kid can't get to level five. Like, that's a failure. Well, as long as your kid's not going to die when they're at the pool, we'll chalk it up as a W. I remember uh, when we were, you kind of told me, you should, hey, come be a lifeguard. You're going to love it. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. And then I get there and I find out that 
you know, swimming to the boat's not the same as swimming. Yeah. <laughs> I had to I, learn how to swim. I mean, I got to, I got to know what a, a breaststroke is. And yeah, a, it was, it was an interesting time though. Cause I, I was still open to learn. I wasn't past all that, but it, mm-hmm. it was kind of interesting. And as soon as you get introduced to all the strokes, you're like, wow, I just never even, I didn't realize that the only thing I did was tread water and swim 12 feet with a life jacket on. Like it wasn't exactly right. swimming. You know? It's funny. Cause I remember when, when I asked you like, Hey, you should come do the lifeguarding thing. And part of our lifeguarding was you had to teach swim lessons. That's right. just part of it. And then you stepping in and being like, well, I don't, I don't know how to do that. So how am I going to teach it? <laughs> yeah. You want me to teach swim lessons? I don't know how to swim. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm just you teaching set, the breaststroke. You set me up for failure and you said, Oh, by the way, you have to be able to swim 20, 20 laps, whatever the yardage or what. Right. You have to be able to swim 20 laps in a full size pool. And I'm like, I don't know if I can physically do that. So I go up there, try to learn how to do it. I'm swimming 20 laps. I thought I was going to absolutely die. I don't know that I could have turned my head any faster every stroke to get a breath of air because I was going to pass out. Yeah. I mean, and then when we get there the I day of say- the test out, they're like, all right, swim down and back. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean swim down and back? I just did 20 laps yesterday. Just down and That's 100. Oh. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, my Lanta. I'll never forget that. I was, it wasn't like I was mad because I like to like challenge myself, but I was... <laughs> I'll tell you what though. Twenty laps. You, you were worried about it. We got over the worry about it. You were you were solid gold, and yeah, no yeah. one knew that you couldn't swim because everyone like watched you swim. Like that guy knows what he's doing. Easy peasy. Yeah, too funny. Twenty laps. He tried. <laughs> he tried to kill me. A little. Uh, yeah, and then one day, one of the training sessions with the swim underwater thing. That mm-hmm. was. I'll never forget that. But the the girl lifeguard, she was. Uh, I don't remember the sequence. What was it? We tried to see uh, who could swim the farthest under right. water. Right. So she swims. Um, did she go the full length? I, it was across the pool, so it was, a, it was a shorter length first. So she does that. All right. You hop in and you can do that. Yeah. Got to the wall. No, no, no I think she, I went and I didn't get to the other side. And then mm. she went and got to the other side. And I'm like, wow, I really got smoked there. <laughs> so then I went. I'm not going to lose again. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to do this another time. So I kicked off the wall after going the full length and yeah, my whole legs went numb and everything had was doing the whole convulsing thing, starting to drown, swam all the way, used every bit of effort. Cause I wasn't going to do it again. Right. Uh, I got to really beat you. I got to, you know, make sure that you know, you can't beat this limit. Right. I remember I came up like a beach whale. I could... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I am not coming in last man. I got to win. We had, um, uh... One of our but he's actually a firefighter now. Uh, one of our buddies who became manager of the pool, we would do those those things, and and each one was like, you you can't beat me, you can't beat me. So we go on one, and the way our pool is set up is it had a uh, a uh, slide, like it was just a long slide, but it created this circular motion of the water in our pool, and so you could swim up against it, and it was a real pain in the neck. And so we're trying to swim up against this thing, and whoever can go the furthest is the winner. So he hops in and he does it. I mean, he gets a killer distance. And I'm, I I don't want to lose. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to do that. So I get going, I get going, and I realize way too late that I'm I'm nowhere near it. So I, I start like, oh, yeah. Like anything I can to get just a little bit more, and I keep going. My legs start going numb. My lips feel like they're getting tingly. Oh, yeah. Like, You're in the hot zone. Oh, yeah. I'm, I've watched. I'm watching the pool go 
oh, into this darkness. And At finally, least you're hanging out with lifeguards. Oh, yeah. Exa- that's what I was thinking. I was right. like, someone's going to save me. Right. So I get to that point, and I burst out of the water, and I take a big... I have no idea if I won or not. I don't remember the next like minute and a half. Nice. Like, I'm out, standing up, just... <laughs> did, I, did I win? I got it, right? No idea whether it was a yes, no, anything. I, I am on the brink of death. Oh, man. It gets you, you know, sometimes the water can be a dangerous thing, especially if you're stupid. So wear your life jacket. Wear your life jacket. Full circle. Full circle. Hey, I hope you enjoyed the episode today. Uh, If you got any comments, please feel free. Leave a comment below. We'll kind of chit-chat down there. Check us out on Spotify, too. Uh, Have a great day.